Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Reading and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four hench clowns playing a very long movie watching game. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. I'm recording today from uh, lovely Denver, Colorado, um, where I am visiting my sister's dog. Um, the rest of her family is also here. Um, Ezra, what the heck is that? This is the game of the band Hunter Plane. No, you guys are... I, I, I can't keep both screens alive. Okay, yeah. Anyway, there's a special gag going on for the YouTube viewers at uh, yeah, youtube.com. That's who we care about, account. okay? Podcast yeah. viewers, you're over. YouTube viewers, that's what we're about. This is the thing that almost every show that starts doing video stuff does is like, especially if they the audio gets live, worse. Yeah, it's just like everything is a reaction for the six people watching it and then not for the thousands of people listening. Anyway, it's like premium premium listeners, except they're not paying us anymore, so it's but just the same. But theoretically, we could make ad money from that in the long run, which we can't from this. I mean, we could, I guess, theoretically, but we haven't. Um, anyway, I'm in, I'm in Denver hanging out with the dog. Um, I'm joined today from Southeast Portland. He's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. He's He's got violent mood swings. He's highly intelligent, emotionally unstable. Aptitudes include science, chemistry, and art. It's Anthony Lopez. Never rub another man's rhubarb, Alex. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can tell you that. Here's also my... I'm, it's missing its fins, but for the YouTube viewing audience, it's a very dusty Tim and the Batman Lego set. Oh, look I have. at that! Hell yeah. That is super cool. That is pretty that cool. Rules. Yeah, it shoots even... Does it, it shoot the thing out of the, the front? It's supposed to. It doesn't. It doesn't um work anymore. It also unfortunately doesn't have the classic Batman thing of you know having bombs that can level entire factories, killing hundreds of employees at a time. That was wild. And also, also a special balloon clipper. Yeah, so, a variety of toys. That's on the plane. That's on the plane. Oh, that was on the plane. Every you're right. You're right. Sorry. Every plane has a, a balloon clipper. Balloon I mean, clipper, what happens yeah. if you're flying a plane and you like look at the clock and you're like, oh my god, it's Thanksgiving Day, the parade is happening, and, and I'm gonna fly all these set fucking balloons. Free. Yeah, so every that's standard, man. Ever <laughs> since the you know the Macy's Thanksgiving accident of '86, yeah, it's a it's a federal requirement, it's an FAA requirement for yeah. safety reasons. Yeah, but the car is the one that has the bombs. You're right, I forgot about that. Yeah, the car is the bomb, which is just irresponsible. Um, also joining us, he's the co-host of Old Gamers Almanac, the podcast. He's from the woods of Brooklyn, New York, uh, and he's he's of a mind to make some mookie. It's Hunter Donaldson. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. That's <laughs> yeah. a good bit. It's like a callback. Yeah. This Batman mostly just era. talked like Bruce Wayne. He didn't. Yeah, Batman mostly just said, I'm Batman. And he, really well, I mean, all. it's... It's a it's an arms race, you know. Like he takes his voice one octave lower for Batman, so right. the next Batman had to take it another octave lower. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just to... now we're just in this like right. Bat yeah, and eventually it it will actually be no joke something like this. You know, that's what Zack Snyder did. His bat Ben Affleck's Batman has yeah. like a voice modulator on it. Right. So we're right. already there. Ugh. It can loop back around, though, right? Yeah. Like, go back around to where it's just we get the high right, voice. Fine. No, no, no. It, it'll be. No. Sorry. Just... Sorry. That wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Okay. Here where we go. Are the here other we go. Here's what it'll going. Be. Swear to me. Is that enough? No, I think that's enough. And then, yeah, then we loop back. We were doing a different bit. Also, yeah. joining us around at the panel today, he's in Northern California. He's a thief and a terrorist, but 
on the other hand, he has a nice singing voice. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> uh, I, I think I want to apologize to everyone. Uh, I heard that the best way to podcast is to eat a peanut butter sandwich while you're doing it. Uh, we all heard this. So I'm, I'm testing it out oh. on the show right now. Oh, okay. Oh, good. In case your yeah. voice sounds good sticky. It's for the video, too, because we want to get your lips moving while you talk. So it's like Ed, Mr. Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're doing Ezra's been, voice. Ezra yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, he, or he can't talk, yeah, but yeah, he just chews peanut butter, and then people, we do the voice. People have been complaining that Ezra's mouth hasn't been moving when he's talking. Right. So we're right. going to shove a bunch of peanut butter in his face. It works uh, so well. Get those, lips, those lips chomping, you know? Do, do you think Batman ever did peanut butter voice? Where it's like, it's like man, he we're sounds like he Brooks has going. peanut butter somewhere. <laughs> Swear to me. I wish I'm I had a peanut butter knob on my on my mixer, but I don't. Huh? Oh, yeah, it's a separate pedal, I think. Um, wet, also, wet mix. Anthony, I I just noticed that your name in our little uh, recording studio says number one guy, and I can't yeah. believe I didn't think of that for one of the intros. That would be perfect. You're my number one guy. Well, you never <laughs> forgot it. It only works with the visual of grabbing someone by the shoulders and going, right. "You are my number one." guy <laughs> i mean this I, I i'm gonna talk a lot about how much i love this movie but this is i think one of the most quotable films ever made almost yeah. every scene has some line that i can i just love even like down to like really good classic cinematic drama to some good jokes to wild stuff like you never never nub never rub another man's rhubarb yeah that's doesn't really make good. any sense it but doesn't. it's just a line I fucking loved so much. Just I, great also, alliteration. It is. It really is. Um, there's also a part where the where the jokester just goes hoop hoop for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting dialogue. He's unhinged. Movie. Yeah, okay. He says yeah. a lot of He's things. Not all catchphrases like, catch that's on. How you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You got to test a bunch of. You throw a lot of them at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Before we get into the this full day of of Mr. Bats, uh, we've got. I want to thank, first of all, I want to thank our fabulous meat buddies who keep the show going since our YouTube money has not yet rolled in. Um, and I especially want to thank Gabriel, who we'll be hearing a little bit more about later in the show. Good if name. You like to, what? Good name. I like, does Gabriel? he actually go by Gabriel or does he like that? That's what he said. His he name said, was? he said Gabriel and he said, um, pronounced like Gabe. So he uses that as the, so you don't call him Gabrielle, which I for sure mm. would have. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, but he he seems to go by Gabriel, and I I my tendency, my gut is to like always want to shorten people's names for them, and I don't think you know if you say Gabriel, mm. I should say Gabriel back. So I'm going to do my best. Wait yeah, a second, exactly. Alex. I respect as an Anthony who hates yeah. when he people I when people I don't know call me Tony really bugs me. Well, okay, so it's um, interesting you say that that it's about people you don't know because I feel like calling you Tony is a th- is a thing that only your closest friends do and i've like i it like it was i don't do it very often but everyone i'm like when i do i'm like am i am i there yet am i allowed to do this yet I, i've been afraid to Alan, honestly because right? like in our discord well because in our discord like your your handle has tony in it i'm like yeah. have i been doing this wrong the whole time i'm like uh, i'm just gonna stick it how it is i'm not yeah. i'm not changing it but your wife refers no. to you as tony all the time yeah and... that bitch Tony all the time. Stop it. Tony all the time. Actually, a pretty solid nickname. That's, hey, that's Tony all the time. Anyway, we should we should go back to Gabriel all the time who donated yeah. the show. What about two-time Tony? What about that? <laughs> that's good alliteration. One-time Tony. Yeah. Number one guy, Tony. <laughs> I mean, three-time Tony has the three Ts, but it's not really an alliteration because mm. what I'm saying. Are you thinking three-time Tony? Tony? Yeah. <laughs> 
the band. Anyway, if you would like to, if you would like to join Gabriel and all the time Tony in supporting our show and keeping it limping down the tracks, you can go to Metreon.com, um, where we are. As uh, we're almost wrapping up, it's getting towards the end of Double Guilt May. As you know, mm-hmm. anybody who donated to the show during the month of May gets double guilt for not having donated sooner. And so if you really want, which has proved much more popular than I expected, we have a real yep. puritanical country. Um, a lot of people here, I think the guilt feels good. So if you want to join them in that double guilt, this is your last chance this week. Um, what did we say next month was? I didn't write this down. What's June? I, um, could it be like jealousy June where we're like, oh, we definitely like, I guess, had I guess something negative emotions. I don't know. Pays attention to the show should tell remind us what we said. I don't remember what, if it was triple guilt June? June or if there was because there was one month we I we were gonna like yeah maybe it was gonna reverse anyway i don't remember yeah it could be you jealousy know, I june think, i think next month should be mulligan june all right you well, get or if you donated we get, give you your money back because you're you, no, shouldn't no, just, have. Just, you get you get one free pass of no guilt right so you Wait, could do something does that make sense that different from from the, no the other one that we did yeah because Wait, can we just watch only uh, carrie mulligan uh movies Okay. Why would we not do Mulligan May and then do Mulligan Mulligan June? Oh, we got to take over May now. We just we get May again. So Mulligan June is actually May again. Is this good content? (laughs) Anyway, Metreon.com. We really Ezra got us there. Ezra figured it out. Yeah, you can go to Metreon.com. We really appreciate everybody who supports the show. Okay, before we start, bats, um, I want to do a quick news segment. You guys know we're talking about this is my favorite story of the week, um, which has been mostly um, an absolute shit week all over and um but we this originally i posted this in our a rare mist for 2022 <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's so true um and, but everybody was like we were talking in our in our discord about how everyone was kind of bummed and so i sent this out mostly to make anthony feel better and i i did not expect it to perk you up as much as it did um this worked mm. better than i could have ever imagined so this is a story from a couple days ago um seth green as you may have heard from previous news reporting on this, created a TV show around his collection of NFTs. But then this week, that show is in jeopardy because his apes were gone. Someone stole them. Someone stole his apes, you guys. Seth Green, yes. who you know as the creator of Robot Chicken and Mr. Evil's Son, um, tweeted that he'd clicked on a phishing scam this week and bad guys stole his bored ape, his two mutant apes, and a doodle. And I know that's funny enough already, um, but because <laughs> anytime someone's apes are gone, that's good. That's good content. But then it's yeah, especially yeah. funny this time because Seth was he was making a live action TV show, sort of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where NFTs just live in Brooklyn with him. And Bored Ape number eight three nine eight was going to be the star of this show as a bartender, but uh, there was a monkeypox on the production because the NFTs like his ugly monkeys. Um, it turns out some NFTs, like these ugly mon- monkeys, grant the owner the right to use them commercially in art. And now that someone else owns them, specifically a thief, it would be copyright infringement to put out his show. Anyway, what a mess. Yeah. What a hilarious mess, right? I don't really like... I, I'm going to say this. I feel like this is all slanderous. I th- I don't think of that person as a thief because... <laughs> if, I, I, and I would say anyone that would describe someone as stealing an NFT from someone does not fundamentally understand <laughs> NFTs. That supposed thief is just the new owner of that NFT. 
That's how it yeah. works. It's a libertarian paradise, baby. It <laughs> is I mean, now. I believe that is Finders what, keepers. I believe that is the official motto of the person who now owns that ape, which, um, yeah. actually, great news. If you're going to steal an ape, this one just got way more famous. So as yeah. far as scams the, go. The F in NFT stands for finders keepers. So yes. <laughs> non-finders. <laughs> well, no, but it, the, then it can't be non. non but, no, non-fungible is now, now it's all the same thing. All right, non-fungible finders keepers, finders keepers tokens. You have a... Huh. hear a pitch out of hollywood and you're like oh no seth green never came off to me as a guy who really loves cocaine <laughs> but then you hear that he's making a show about nfts and it's like there's no way that didn't come out of like just doing lines of coke so all I will suggest, yeah, yeah. five I will suggest, in the morning my opinion on this is a little different that's a reason that's one possibility my theory is that this is just straight up a scam because NFTs are value. Or, or, so NFTs already scam, but then he's doing his own <laughs> scam where he's like, if I make a TV show about this thing that I bought for yeah. an absurd price, now it's a TV star that you can own. So now yeah. it will be very important for either like the studio who wants to keep making the show has to buy my ape from me, or it would be worth more on the open market of libertarian paradise. So I, I do think that he was just like, look, I wasted money on this ugly monkey picture. But I can get my money back and then some if I yeah. make an unfunny television show about it. Right. It, it's right. mind blowing because Seth Green, for all of his work, specifically what he's probably most well known for now, is he did like what, 15 seasons of a show that is entirely based around taking Walt Disney action figures and making them do crazy things. And that was totally legal. He yeah. tries to make a show about NFTs and immediately <laughs> runs up against a brick wall. That's such it's a good point. It's roundabout yeah, karma, right? Yeah, he can like yes, right. He this is what he deserved, but not from whom he deserved it. Yeah, he on a, a robot chicken, he could have Walt Disney blowing Bumblebee while fucking <laughs> the Wizard of Oz watches in the corner. No problem. Completely what? okay. The law oh, wait, protects. Pause for a quick second, Anthony. Wizard of Oz was definitely watching from behind a curtain. The curtain. Yeah, from yeah. behind a curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Continue. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a this good is point. Yes. For sure. But um, yeah, he likes to watch his wife, Bumblebee, get cut. Uh, it's like his favorite thing. <laughs> well, congr- I didn't but, know I married. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, also, congratulations. technically, the wizard is the one getting cucked, Anthony. Like, yeah, that's please. true. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. There's <laughs> another room where another thing's happening somewhere else. <laughs> okay. And that's, yeah. okay. I see. I see. It's a pretty complicated but, sex setup. But this, this is how I feel yeah. watching Robot Chicken. Is I always feel like, this is a lot going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> the, the guy's a lot of Emerald so. Palace <laughs> to trick people, you know? <laughs> Uh, this is what I'm um, saying. Everything was so sad, and then we thought about Seth Green's monkeys being stolen, and it just makes things wait. better. Alex, can I please make it like make it canon that from now on, anytime you make a list or anything, you have to add on and a doodle at the end of it because that was the funniest <laughs> part. <of me>. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, the- I mean, I have heard of the Bored Ape Yacht Club, and I think it is the dumbest, but I have not heard of the, either of these other two, uh, the other ape or the doodle. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I like the doodle. I feel like the doodle. I mean, obviously they won't get it now, but the doodle that doodle number seven five four six should have gotten their own show. I feel like way more charisma. Oh, you, th- than... you think the breakout star for sure? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was doodle seven five four six? I would definitely take that over board ape eight three nine eight. 
You know, a no lot question. of our listeners, I'm sure, are really cool. But I, I just know anytime you talk about like NFTs or crypto, there's at least one person who's just fucking fuming right now. Like, yes, don't understand the future. I oh. do wonder about that. I, you know, I, um, I've trashed uh, crypto and NFTs on multiple uh, platforms now. I talked some shit on TikTok. And there were people who were like, I had one person who was like, I do a podcast about Bitcoin because that's real, but NFTs are a oh joke and we hate that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I've had a surprisingly little pushback and I, de- I went on a long rant about NFTs because I, um, on our on our Top Chef podcast, Pack Your Mics, a couple weeks ago, and I expected to get at least one person to be like, come on, man, just focus on food or whatever. But people were very supportive. I, I think the, the crypto scammers are louder, but they are definitely the yeah. minority. Well, I they think might. they've all made their money and gotten out already. Like, we're just talking about this thing, and it's basically over. Like, it's oh, going to yeah. be done. Seth oh, Green, yeah. The only people jumping on ship at this point are people like Seth Green, essentially. Yeah. When, there's a, all when there's a pyramid scheme that can afford the naming rights for a basketball stadium, you are no yeah. longer at the skinny part of the pyramid where everyone makes yeah. money. Yeah, You're yeah, down yeah, at yeah. the fat part of the pyramid where <laughs> like, we're literally running out of people to keep the scam going. Right. We're going right. to run out of humans. Yeah. When is Matt Damon and Larry David going to have to answer for their crimes? Of I, being do, the I seriously of think about I do think that like that Larry David thing is one of the most embarrassing things uh, that I've seen a celebrity Matt Damon advertise. Is, is way worse, I think. The, yeah, Matt Damon has more integrity, I feel like. Well, Matt, Matt Damon's whole, the whole ad campaign is so offensive. It's like yeah, Matt it's, Damon it's really walking through this museum that has oh, like, yeah. the, the guys who designed the pyramids. Right. Galileo, Columbus, right. the great uh, astronaut, Apollo 11, <laughs> the, the Apollo the greatest, 11, the greatest minds, yeah. Columbus. <laughs> it's, it's like Apollo 11 right. people. It's like all these explorers. And right. it's like, you want to be an explorer like them, right? You, you want to be explore as Columbus. losing your savings. Yeah, so invest in crypto. He his whole thing. It's like it's got this real like, kind of masculine, like you're a, you're a pussy if you don't own a bunch of crypto <laughs> kind of vibe. The Matt Damon I mean, that one seems to be the really one that's weird. working. That yeah. seems like the most effective one. Um, the yeah, because the Larry David one was like, oh, did you miss the crypto bubble, you idiot? Yeah, and I like that too because it's like, look, all the people who you're getting to now, you're aiming at people who are afraid of being idiots. Like right. you're, it's it's not the people now who like understand how it works. The the only way to expand the pyramid Wait. to a next level is to get people in who are like, I just don't Hold want on. this out. Alex, are you saying that this isn't going to work because we're out of idiots? Because that doesn't seem like <laughs> no. the most. Given, like, uh, I would uh, right. Given, I feel like well, there's the, always the more. Thing is, yeah. Oh, no, Ezra. The thing is, it's it's a small you know Venn diagram of idiots and people with at least ten grand to burn. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's, that's you got to have both of those things, you know? Like, my favorite things on crypto, whenever you read stories, is someone is like, for an- my 10-year anniversary, I got my wife a NFT picture, and now she's really angry with me and won't talk to me. And I'm trying to explain to her how it's an investment and how this is good for us, but she doesn't get it. Is my wife being unreasonable? That's um, fu- yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, Stop. the uh, the am um, I the asshole posts where the answer is so yeah. clearly yes from the first yeah. sentence. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, going back to the Matt Damon, Larry yeah. David thing, I, I just do you guys remember? I don't, I hate to be like you know the good old days guys because everything always sucked. But do you remember yeah. when it was gauche 
and like celebrities went to Japan to do commercials because they were yeah. too embarrassed right, to right. do them in the states. Like, I never thought, and I'm so glad like sellout culture is not really a big thing. Like, hey, get your money, but. The way that has shifted so hard, and now people who are like, like Matt Damon, it's just all about Larry David in particular. Larry, you don't need the money, Larry. Yeah. He's the richest man maybe to ever live. I don't like. What do you do? Yeah, what, right. What does Larry David want to buy this? that he can't buy right. this week? And, and was like, oh, already. I probably should take the gig. I think. I wish real. he would tell us. Actually, it would uh, be more like responsible, and also so he could get away with telling us. Yeah. yeah, if he would just say like, "Hey, I did that because I wanted to buy," and then he like he shows a picture of like I don't know or, a spaceship. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, if yeah. you're a celebrity and you do a crypto ad, you should solely get paid in crypto. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you have to, if you're gonna buy in, you have to believe in it. Great news, Anthony, because all of the emails I get from people trying to get me to like hawk their crypto product are offering to pay me exclusively in crypto. So Lovely. that is definitely the what they that's what the crypto people want as well. Can we do this? I want you in on the scam. Can we do all these? No, we can't. Can we do them all at once? We we can go to Japan and do them. Yeah. Great. Where will they fly us? I always wanted to go to Japan. Look, I sort yeah. of feel like with ads, you know, I don't feel like, you know, you're a sellout if you're like, oh, this movie star is driving this car. And I know the car is not as good as, you know, baby driver is saying it is in this moment or whatever um sure. and like when there's like oh yeah you're you're like out on your lawn in a scott's lawn care commercial whatever i feel nothing about this over that way this and and the, the two that really bug me are this one and the sports gambling stuff um because mm. oh, those yeah. websites are also very scammy but those are the ones where i'm like you just you could afford to say no larry david could afford to say no and then do still a Super Bowl commercial. Like someone else will hire Larry David if you're like on the market for a Super Bowl commercial. It's weird. It's weird. He probably got scammed. Like, is oh. that is that fair to say? Got, is it fair got, to say he, that maybe Larry David is maybe just a little uninformed on this? And somebody oh, vaguely oh, told, someone told him about the, it. The Larry David NFT. And cast it in this ad. Someone stole Larry David. Yeah, yeah. Um, whoever owns Larry no, David. It's not stealing. There's no such it's thing as stealing okay. <laughs> in crypto. The owner of Larry okay? David. Yeah, the rightful owner. Finders keepers. The ch- okay. <laughs> well, so we'll see. This is the longest I think we've shed on crypto this uh, on this pro- program. So we'll see if we get get some weird bros in the comments on this one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still, it on. I'm still crypt, crypt pro. I, I love this. I want more crypts. <laughs> And we're O's. I want, I want a Cheerio Chris. crossover. I, I mean, you like, well, I mean, I've said this before, I think, but it is funny when crypto people buy crypto because there's, uh, you don't have to feel bad when, when it goes bad. But right. now that it is at the level of Super Bowl commercials and stadium names and stuff, there are some like well meaning idiots who are losing money and that feels less fun. That is a bummer. I don't yeah. know how to stop this. And so I'm trying not to feel bad about it. That's yeah, that's where I, okay. I'm at. Okay, so you're that's that makes sense. You're you're yeah. uh, you're projecting um, to avoid having to deal with it. Okay, well let's wrap up this ridiculous ugly monkey thing and talk about some very realistic bat people. We're gonna do the game. It's time for segment two of the game. This week we're talking about Batman. The 1989 superhero film based on the detective comics comics character of the same name. 
This is the first installment of the Warner Brothers initial Batman universe, which um, encompasses <laughs> five movies and three Batman. Um, this one was directed by There's Tim Burton. Way more than five Batman movies. Well, no, but that original Warner Brothers, yeah, the yeah. one in the late 80s, oh, early 90s, yeah. was like five movies yeah. long with three four different five? stars. It's yeah, four movies four. long. It's just four? It's three four Bat- movies and they still three had three Batman? Batman? That's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 That's so silly. Um, anyway, okay, so the first of four. Only one Commissioner Gordon, though. And this will run. Yeah, and one Alfred. Yeah. Yep, Alfred stayed the same. Yeah, presumably more affordable. Never change, Alfred. Um, I don't, Alfred freaked me out in this one a little bit. Um, directed by Tim Burton, starring Jack Nicholson. And I, it's important to say that even though he's not Batman, because part of his contract was you always have to say his name first on this movie. Um, and then also yeah. starring Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger. Uh, Basinger. And most importantly for our purposes, Lee Wallace, who played the mayor yeah. of New York. And you may remember him from last week's movie where he played the mayor of New York. In the he's the mayor of Gotham. In this potato, potato, and 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 yeah. Gotham was played by New York. Yeah, yeah. Let's but all yeah. pretend we don't know what Gotham City means. Well, no, Gotham was played by a soundstage in England. That's okay. true. There's a difference. It's a very soundstagey movie. Yes, so I yes. will say that is a fair point, Tim Burton. But um, yeah. So the the so Gotham is playing the role of New York, and the soundstage is playing the role of Gotham, and a bunch of yes. miniatures and a bunch of interesting Tim Burtony things. So um, let me summarize for people. So this, you know, I don't know if um. Many people out there know the story of the Batman. It's kind of an obscure one. Um, yeah, let I me need, just. Yeah, yeah, I need a lot of summary here. Let me give okay. you some su- summary of this movie in case you haven't heard about it or about him or the Jokester. So this is a pretty yeah, it's a pretty tough story to follow. But let me see what I can do. Okay, so there's this city, and it is basically New York, and there's a lot of crime there because it's made in the 80s, and so there's just a well, lot of because like, it's basically 70s New York. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's it's but yeah, like there's crime, but it's like hey, that kind of crime. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and there's, there's also a thing happening at the beginning of this movie where this American oligarch dresses as a bat and he beats up criminals without returning any of the stuff they stole to the victims, even though they're right there. And then the head of the New York mob, uh, he is like getting kind of mad. He's getting worried. He's running things, but he's afraid of getting caught. And also, he's mad because Jack Nicholson is uh sleeping with his lady friend so he sets up jack nicholson to get caught by the cops and or murdered and then um something something instead of getting arrested batman neither caught nor murdered into a vat of chemicals um because batman i was under the impression batman does not kill but he loves killing people in this movie oh yeah he kills he kills he I mean, kills in this one big he fan well, kill it's accidentally I mean, he didn't kill he definitely tried to his, oh yeah, yeah thing, he manslaughters for sure all over the place the thing about this movie um and especially a lot of people as you know comic books have changed comic book films have changed so much a lot of people kind of complain that this movie like it's it's not a good batman movie and i do think on a certain level this is not a very good Batman movie. If you look at what the character of Batman represents and kind of the rules sure. it has, but the way mm-hmm. I interpret this movie and the reason why I love this movie so much that if you, if you don't think of this movie as like a Batman movie and think of it more as this movie about this, um, this spree killer who dresses up as a bat and fights a psychotic <laughs> clown with a bunch of great Prince and Danny Elfman music, then yeah. this fucking movie owns this yeah, movie yeah, is totally so am. good. If you just imagine like 
Okay, imagine like Tim Burton at the height, and he made this movie about this fucking lunatic who dresses up like an animal, and there's a bunch of really good Prince songs in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he just murks people constantly. All the time. Yeah. Um, right. Then this movie rules. This so he sets out. So he does his best job to murk Jack Nicholson. He just throws him into a vat of chemicals. And but instead of he, drowning, he, he, okay, or he slips, no, slips his hand. Like he's like, yeah. I think he was holding on to him. I don't think he dropped him intentionally. No, he Slippery tried slips. to no, he save him. He, he held drop. on outside to this woman he was sleeping with for an hour on the edge. Of a of a of a church steeple okay, for an hour. Okay. He couldn't hold okay, on to Jack Nicholson for thirty he didn't seconds. Have the same the same gusto with yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson. This is okay? what I'm saying. It doesn't make him evil. Right, right. right. So we should not say evil. Batman does not murder people. He repeatedly manslaughters people um, through lack of attention to detail or shooting a bomb into a factory full of people and letting the chips fall where they may. <laughs> I yeah, love so that the bomb in Batman one. Returns. Definitely kills people. That oh, Batman yeah. fucking loves murdering people. This one is a little kind of on the fence about. He's still on the fence about. Well, so instead of drowning or getting cancer like most people would who fall into a vat of chemicals and stay down forever, um, these chemicals just cause Jack Nicholson um, to have permanent clown makeup and infinite free time to make thematic murder weapons and get custom tailored garish suits. Yeah, okay. and luckily mm. now the clown makeup is explained, which is good. Yeah, I did like that. I, well, I had he issue. also has incredible, incredible managerial <laughs> If he had just shown skills. up with the clown makeup on, you'd be like, I don't know. I need an exclamation. <laughs> Why? Where did he get that? I mean, how, did is, he, how does he have that? This is one of the things that's just constantly hilarious to me about superhero movies, about good guys and bad guys and their dedication to theme and branding. Is oh, yeah. Un- joke. The jokester's dedication to branding is unrivaled where Every mm. gas mask is custom made and colored yep. to be a jokester yep. gas mask. It's a lot of work. Every all lighter. Of work. The henchmen all are all henchmen have matching coats with little yeah. Joker faces. Yeah, on with little them. Joker insignia. I need to jump yeah. in on the henchmen because that's my issue. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the henchmen. The, I love the well, swag hey, for the henchmen. Don't you dare but. talk shit about Bob. One, he's my number Bob. one guy. And two, yeah, Bob, he my number is one guy. Great. awesome. No question. Bob is the fucking best in this movie. And Bob was cast there because he was friends with Jack Nicholson, which is which is yeah. which is great. Oh, he was Jack Nicholson's um, actual number one boy. I mean, yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, but but here's my issue: none of the henchmen's weapons are on theme, and I have a real issue with that. Oh, it's just like they just had regular guns. It's, it's like Ninja Sword. It's like it makes no sense. It's like this is like the they didn't Ninja have a Sword to... made the least sense. Or, 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 or no, the 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 swords attached to their feet. That the knife feet guy. That was I, the guy that was like. Where did who who hired that guy? Like it was an open casting call. They had shirts and jackets for everyone. They did not have everything for everyone. It's like, well, BYO weapon. As 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 a guy who works in in Silicon Valley, you definitely have an appreciation for company coats. You get a nice I, branded yeah. uh, jacket from the company. You're keeping that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, one of my favorites. Uh, I got a jacket, but then we were in the middle of a rebrand, and so they couldn't put a, a label on it yet, and so they gave us. An optional uh, iron on, like, uh, like oh, thing later. So you just got a good on. jacket with nobody's brands on it. <laughs> yeah. What a great deal. You could just wear that jacket. Yeah, they had these yeah. like, big puffer coats with the logos on it. Also, he like custom painted his logo on a helicopter. And this is like 
a couple days after he fell in the vat of acid. So every second that we're not watching Jack Nicholson, he is on the phone to a supplier in China who's like, yeah, I can get you a lighter that shoots flames four feet long and is in your purple color scheme. Just send me the X digits for the color so we make sure we get it right. So I was looking at your catalog, and I see you have this little hand buzzer. I like it. Can we put a more powerful battery in there? Can we put like, an electric no, no, chair-sized battery <laughs> inside think, my think, little hand buzzer? The acid bat also had that limitless uh, pill that Bradley Cooper took and made him really, really smart, and just like yeah. gave him all the free time to unlock, like all you know. That's that's what was going on in the acid bat. I, we I want to just... have this by this handgun, but I feel like the barrel's a little short by <laughs> longer, three please. Feet? Longer. <laughs> I I feel like he was doing all that stuff. I feel like it was kind of arts and crafts. Oh, yeah, we saw him there in there scene. doing pasting and and um, he was an artist. He was collaging. collaging. There's a the scene. World. There's a scene where Jack Nichols that is there and it cuts to this like above shot and you realize yeah. he's just been collaging all day. He and is the world's the Tim Burton first Batman story yeah. for you. homicidal artist. He says Homicidal, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite part about the henchmen is that they are like wearing these like the coats. They're like defacing art. They're dancing to big boom boxes. Um, like I wonder if any of them were on the job where they were like looking at each other while they're like dancing on a cake with throwing money in the crowd, and they're like, "Is this what I got into this for?" I think some people like, are. Just, I don't know. This I was kind of hoping to like this for. Yeah, I mean, some of them were thrilled, but some of them were probably like, "What has become of me?" You know, I got yeah. into this business to like threaten people if they don't pay me money. I'm not a dancer. I don't spray I've been paint. In- Inflating no. goddamn balloons for the last six right, hours. Right. Not yeah. Can we hire a balloon for. company? Why are we doing this ourselves? I'm a no, nice why, why are we giving away money? A whole thing is taking money. That's why I do this. <laughs> so, is to take money okay. from people, not to so give here's... money f- to people. This is insane. <laughs> Someone else is like, no, man. This is how it works. This is a, it's a mm. new world of henchmen out there, man. If you don't do it, someone else will. This is now you give money to get money. It's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's volume. It's a, look. It's a volume business. That's why it'll work. Right. We lose um, money on each product, but we make it up on volume. <laughs> uh, here's here's the thing, though. I think the henchmen, like, I think these are like lifers, basically. And so it's like, oh, there's a new villain. Okay, great. I'll swap out all the logos, right? It's like, okay, oh, you yeah. want us to do right? You know, like now it's like little, like you know, like uh, like chatter, like a uh, teeth thing. No problem. And then just like you know, then it's like, okay, now he's dead after the week, and it's like, okay, great, Mister Freeze. What do you want, right? And they just they swap him. Right? It's, mm-hmm. just, it's the same yeah, henchmen. Like a big part of the job villains. is being able to work with whatever boss comes into town. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, These are union older. henchmen. They've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the henchmen cracked me up in this movie. Um, let me finish the plot, though. Okay, so now... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's got his his suits and his clown makeup. Now he's calling himself the Jokester. And Mr. Jokes, he goes out. He kills a few people. He poisons some ac- acne cream. He holds a mini parade. And he becomes obsessed with Batman's girlfriend. Because in New York, 8 million people out there but only one woman. I don't know why. You see, the only <laughs> there's only one woman in this whole movie, and it's uh, it's Jokester and Batman are both in love with this well, woman. Um, he has a type, which also coincidentally is the type of every male character in every Tim Burton movie, <laughs> like a a attractive, tall, blonde woman, which is like literally in every single one of Tim Burton's movies. And that is what all of his real life girl or is like famously at this time his girlfriend looked like. And then they, uh, his women in his movies kind of started to look like Helen Bottom Coder, 
when he started like dating her. But it's very oh, much like this is like his type. He pits this archetype in his movies a lot, you know? So I believe that that's what's going on partially. But also, you know, people who live in New York, they say this all the time. It's basically a small town, you know? Because not only <laughs> are they in love with the same woman, but also the jokester happens to be the guy who, as a child, killed Batman's parents in the most famous movie death of all time that we've all seen a million times from different Batman movies. Yep. What are the odds? Yep. Same guy. There's so many yeah. henchmen out there. There's so many. It's a crime filled riddled city. You, Happens to be the guys, same guy. You guys, do you guys know the story behind that? <laughs> that, uh, that twist in it? No. So that, that was, there, there were, there were two things in this movie. So this movie, uh, is obviously directed by P, uh, Tim Burton. It's directed by, uh, the Peters, Peter Berg and John Peters. John Peters, you might know if you've seen Licorice Pizza, the character Bradley Cooper plays in that. It's John oh, Peters. He is. He started out as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Oh, it's that a, guy? Yes, right. he became a producer. <laughs> he is probably most famous for Kevin Smith's Superman story. Yeah, in yeah. Which, um, if you guys don't know the story, he was the producer no. on Superman, and when he got hot, when Kevin Smith got hired to. Um, Right, Superman, John Peters had three rules for him. One, no suit. Two, no flying. And three, in the third act, Superman needs to fight a giant spider. Um, wow. Wow. Apparently, Visionary. I this, like this guy. Yes. Apparently, this giant spider was John Berg's, um, like, white whale. He tried to pit it in almost all of his movies. And yeah, if you I saw mean, one really, of his... that, Those rules sound like a guy who bought a giant spider for another project and hasn't found a use for it yet. It's like yeah, just yeah. Well, space this in the garage. Spider idea. If, I if own you guys, it. If you guys remember another movie John Peters produced called Wild Wild West. Oh. It was Will Smith fighting a giant spider. So and he's got not his wearing spider. a Superman suit and he doesn't fly. Yeah. So it's perfect. But uh, John Peters is a kind of a crazy Hollywood producer, very famous. But famously on this movie, they gave Tim Burton a lot of control. But there was like sort of two things that he didn't know. One, this uh, Joker killing um, Batman's parents. They shot that without Tim Burton even knowing about it. <laughs> he just came to set one day and there was like a bunch of crew there. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Peters had to shoot something. And it was that scene. And he was like, we, wow. we, you know, we need it to be more personal. And then the second famous thing is this movie that was already wildly over budget, running long. They had an idea for the ending, but John Peters wanted the end in a cathedral. So mm. he spent $100,000 of this film's budget to build this cathedral set and then told Tim Burton, that's where your movie's going to end. Figure it out. Well, and it uh, does, and it is probably, <laughs> besides that twist about the jokester, this is the dumbest part, is the ending yeah. in the cathedral. The two really noticeable Peter's contributions to this movie Interesting. are easily the dumbest pose to it. But yeah, imagine well, like... I got a giant spider and half a cathedral in my garage, and I need to figure yeah. out how to use them. Um, we're, we yeah. are using it. Okay. So apparently, so, the whole filming of the cathedral, like Jack Nicholson was just like, why am I walking up these stairs? This is Dude, so dumb. What's there is, happen? It's one of the Why longest stair walking scenes that I've ever seen. And all you know is that at the end of this day, Batman, the jokester, and their mutual girlfriend have amazing calves. Because yeah. that yeah. is a oh, lot of yeah. stairs. Yeah, they walk well, right up Well, I love that he, he walks up there 
tells his helicopter to meet them, but for some reason, like six goons are already up there. Like, is, yeah. were they just chilling out? Did they? They were at, know at the top of every building. Just yes, in case. Have, he has he has so yeah. many goons. He's got six on every building in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I gotta, I gotta just. Com- I know I've already commented on it, but like, I don't know what New York you guys are hanging out in. But I've never been to this like 1930s German inspired Art Deco New York City. But I want to go to that New York City. Uh, yeah, that it's New fun. York City seems so dope as hell. I mean, it looks dirty. Cool. Yeah, but it looks cool. Yeah, it looks like a more cool way. It's my favorite. One of my favorite things about this one, I think the new Batman, the Matt Reeves one, does it w- the w- really well. Is that it really gives Gotham its own identity? Like the Nolan movies are very much like he's from Chicago. He loves Chicago. Yeah. Ba- Gotham is just Chicago in Nolan's yeah. movies. That's where yeah, he yeah. shot most of it. Um, the later Schumacher movies get really crazy with the Art Deco kind of thing. But this one and the new one both feel like Gotham feels like its own unique place. It doesn't just feel like a stand in for another city. Like something I really Mm -hmm. love about this movie is like the Art Deco inspired Gotham that this film takes place in. So unique. Well, so they're in this in this. Anyway, so Batman and just wrap this up. Batman and Jokey Jokes have some fights. They go back and forth. They use their toys. Batman uses his balloon cutter plane and and the jokester uses his anti-aircraft pistol that he keeps in his pants and shoot down that plane. And then they go up the stairs of this church and then they have a fight and Batman wins. And that's the movie. That's Batman. Now you're all caught up. Now do all the other Batman movies. (laughs) Yeah. Now do them all. (laughs) Batman returns. It's Christmas Day. (laughs) <laughs> we did watch Ezra which one because we did we did back in the day we did a pod crawl of the 80s 90s Batman movies and we watched the one with did we watch the one with Penguin or with Freeze or are they the same movie I think no it was no, Freeze but I'm not Batman sure actually Returns. I was even on this episode Batman oh, okay. Returns is the one with Penguin that's the other Tim Burton Michael I think Keaton you got Forever one. and then yeah I think we did Forever do Forever. Forever is the George Clooney Two-Face movie oh. the riddler and two-face batman and mm-hmm. robin is uh mr freeze and uh cat and uh, not Catwoman, right uh poison ivy uh, yeah. played by yeah, yeah. okay so this is our second effort at this trilogy that has four movies Qu- in it quadru- yeah. um <laughs> and uh no, trilogy with four okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah yeah it's the trilogy batman batman returns and batman the animated series which is basically the animated Part three of these movies, you know. Well, so I watched the series at the time, and so I have seen this before, which I f- did not remember till like three quarters of the way through. Um, I am not as enthusiastic as you guys are, obviously. Um, I think Batman might be one of the dumbest characters of all time, and I could not care less about him. But the Tim Burton this movie this doesn't is care about fun. him that much. Al. Yeah, to be fair, I mean that's Alex, true. The movie doesn't There's really care about Batman, which I like, and the jokester, who's also a really terrible character. Nicholson <laughs> plays the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think no one has ever made so much money having so much fun because he got yeah. like sixty million from this in nineteen eighty nine dollars. Uh, yeah, because he had had some back end, uh, and I think and he just he earned he's like, it. I'm going to do what I want. He's what makes this movie work. I think. Right. Because it's it's a stupid character, and he is just so in it, and in a way that is fun, and not like some of the other jokesters later on are just like annoying. And this one was like, 
yeah, he's like the right kind of wacky that I want, but still like really likes killing people. So it's like it's what you want yeah. from a jokester. Well, I mean, one of the things wacky I really scary. love about this movie, especially compared to like modern Batman movies, you know, at the time we were all really young, but like growing up, it was always like this was, you know, like the dark answer to like the Adam West Batman movies. It's kind of like the narrative, but like this is a movie in which Adam the West Joker kills someone. Joker kills someone with a pen and then says the pen is mightier than the sword, right? Yeah. This movie is as campy as the Adam West Batman. Movie. Even, well, yeah, it's as silly and ridiculous. I was thinking it's about that because I do think of color palette. I yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, aesthetic, it, totally. It's not a lot of light in the movie, but it definitely this feels like a perfect transition between the one true Batman Adam West and Chris Nolan's like, what if Batman had no fun? And th- this is like, it's, it is in the middle. It's dark. Like it kills more people than Adam West. You know, it's a little grittier. It's a gritty city, you know, but it like is not full. It's not, it's not, f- not full Christian Bale. So it does feel like this was like leading this, like we're, this is part of the slippery slope of Batman being. It's, it's one octave down, right? Yes, it's yeah, not, exactly. It's one octave yeah. down on the worst game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did remind me more of Adam West Batman than I had remembered. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I do love Michael Keaton's performance in this. I think this one of the things that these movies get that really none of the other ones get as well is like, you know, Batman has like the Christian Bale or like the most recent ones. He's like very brooding and sad. I really love that Michael Keaton plays him like a fucking lunatic, especially <laughs> in Returns. He's just kind of like this weirdo who doesn't know how to interact with people. Yeah, he really mm-hmm. is like his... socially inept in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's very very funny and charming to watch him like try to like just interact and sort of be a normal person. He really doesn't know how to do it, uh, and I think he's he's really really great. I do love the like, you know, like this, like people were being. There was a pretty big backlash when Robert Pattinson got cast as Batman. There was a huge backlash when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker, if you guys remember that. And also, the way that's always been a trend, like there was a huge backlash when Michael Keaton got cast Mm -hmm. because he was mostly a comedian up at this point. He was in comedies and action movies. Um, Yeah, like people were really upset because he was not in action movies. Before this or really after that. He's mostly a comedic actor. Um, but I think he brings something to it that is like really getting what Tim Burton is trying to make. I love the way, especially this suit, which I think looks incredible on film, but is probably the least practical suit in any movie ever made. Like the bat tone, the way he has to like it's extend his it's full quite, back it's so ridiculous. to look it's up very ridiculous. because he can't remove his neck. Right. Um, yeah. But the way he finds a physicality, it's a lot like Peter Weller in the in RoboCop. The way the RoboCop mm. suit was incredibly restrictive, so he had to find a way to create a new form of movement to make the suit look good on films. I think Michael Keaton does the same thing here. He takes the limitations of the suit and like makes it very very expressive with his like limited range of motion. This thing's a very impressive tone. Yeah. Um, I. I, I yeah I th- I think he is pretty fun at it and the 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 there's an innocence to him like not knowing how to talk to a girl that may that takes away from the fact that this character is definitely a sociopath is definitely has been to Epstein's island you know this this <laughs> like Bruce Wayne 
is on Twitter being like, I think I might be a Republican now. Like now. Yeah. You know, like sure. th- this this is as as big of a piece of shit as I could imagine as a for a hero. <laughs> and and then the Batman stuff is just so weird. So yeah, this gave him like a softness to it, um, which I did like. And I th- I thought he was very good at it. I I think story-wise, his deal with this, uh, where he, he goes on a single date with a woman and then is like, well, I can't do this ever again. And then Alfred is like, no, the world has changed. We're all better when this woman is around. She's been in the house for three hours. They're like, you're a different person when you're around her. Are you ready to open your heart and finally let, have we've really touched each other it's here? A lot. It's a lot. It is the most intense first date anyone's ever had. Yep. It's the one. This is the one woman in Gotham. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah, right? That's yeah, you gotta look it down. Otherwise, when, you're the, when you're the one woman in Gotham and you give someone a shot, it is a big deal. It's this, a really this, big deal. I love you. Way, the moment I met you, because chance. you're the only woman here. <laughs> right, right. So I had to love you. So I did. Yeah, I mean that yeah, part I mean, is, is very strange. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's all. I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, it is another one of those things, and I was going to keep defending this movie, but uh, I know uh, this one. I, I think Vicky Vale is okay. It is, but something of, about this, the, all four of these, even the Ju- Joel Schumacher movies, this is really weird through line of like the suit as a fetish item, right? Especially mm-hmm. Batman Returns. Batman Returns is all about the weird sex lives of superheroes, which is one of the yeah, reasons buddy. why I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. So fuck yeah. Weird, weird sex energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they've, yeah. Got your, I mean, they've got your same kinks. Batman mm-hmm. Forever. The you know uh, Nicole Kidman's character is Chase Meridian, and her whole thing is she just wants to fuck Batman so bad, right? Right. Like this element of like fetish and weird sexual repression and stuff like that, and especially goes through these first two Tim Burton movies. Um, and I, I really, spe- I mean, again, especially kind of comparing this to modern superhero movies, which are completely sexless. There's no sex in modern M- MCU, right? There's barely any kissing. There's very little romance. But I do like that they at least like kind of were trying to get into like these I, I people would be weird like and have that. weird I don't, sex I don't lives. Buy you know? the, I don't buy the sexiness of the suit because there's, you know, Bruce Wayne smells really bad in there. Mm. You, you're wearing a full body rubber suit. You smell yeah. like ass. Yeah, Alex, yeah. I think that's part of the appeal. The no, smell yeah, Alex, is like, I don't think you're supposed reason. to get <laughs> yeah. this. Like you, I, I just do you, don't think that's how it's supposed to work. You, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, especially Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, a lot of people want to smell that suit. It's a very, very <laughs> tight, gross oh, I leather hate this. suit. I hate this all so um, much. I shouldn't have said anything. You but shouldn't yeah, have, I, Alex. Yeah, well, I don't know why you went here expecting anything else, okay? <laughs> you tried to be like, I'll get him because he's all sweaty and stinky in there. I, and then yeah. we had and to inform like, you, you Alex. Awesome? <laughs> yeah, you mean uh, smells great and uh, yeah. Yeah, like who like sell me his bathwater great. Who does not love a sweaty boy? Yeah. Um, boy. Boy, um, yeah, I, this... I, I should say. I mean, like to be clear, I like I liked this uh, some. I thought it was fun in the way that like Tim Burton romps are fun sometimes. At least the old Tim Burton. Once he got computers, he got real hard to watch. But practical effects, Tim Burton is a very fun time. 
It's and very fun. The yeah. the miniatures and the and the the matte paintings big, in particular. The matte paintings, that, the big yeah. I loved it. I love that. The Danny yeah. the yeah. Danny Elfman score for mm-hmm. this one and returns are some of the greatest film scores uh, ever made. They're just absolutely yeah, so the way they nail like this is especially again kind of comparing this to modern Batman modern comic book movies is. It's very hard to do a good theme. I think like Marvel in particular really struggles with good iconic music. They have a few pieces even there, but for like twenty seven movies, the lack of like really good knowable themes is like it's a real shame. But you look at like what Danny Elfman did with this and Spider Man. Uh, both of these movies start out with this very recognizable theme that just sound like the characters. The Batman theme when it plays during the opening scene, it sounds like Batman. The way he's able to capture that is so impressive and unique and it's just it's awesome. I love love the music in this movie so much. This is and, such a hard job I'm realizing the composer thing where it's like, "Hey, can you paint us a picture with just these weird instrument type things that make us know exactly what this movie is about and who these people are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's wild. And yeah. Man, on top of wild. that, being told um, Prince is a huge Batman fan and he's <laughs> going to give you like eight songs. You need to pit some of them in the movie. Uh, like, okay, my, my Danny Elfman. My like la 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 sound. <laughs> and then you're going to give me a bunch of Prince songs. Like the juxtaposition there. Again, it's so awesome. Weren't, wait, and so were, weren't all the Prince songs, or usually the Prince songs were coming like out of boomboxes in the actual in yeah, the movie? They're diegetic. Diegetic. Yeah, they're diegetic, and then Thank the parade. You. Yeah, yeah, the parade also. That was a smart way to use those. Had, wait, so why wasn't Prince just in the parade? Like, why couldn't Joker mm-hmm. have hired Prince? Like, I would have believed that a hundred. Well, he was a big Batman like, fan. Maybe he wasn't on the side of evil. He wasn't, but. He could have been like purple. Like I feel like it would have worked. Seriously, he really is more jokester like than he is Batman. Like, have you have you guys seen the video? The work ethic is much higher than Batman. Yeah, he he put out a million songs. Batman does bolt jack shit. Um, Have you guys seen the music video for Bat Dance, where Prince (laughs) is half Joker, half Batman? He's wearing like straight down the middle of his face and doing all these fun stuff. It's a really wild, weird music video. (laughs) I was definitely just checking it out. Um, okay, uh, we're coming towards the end of our discussion of Batman. I have one question for you. As someone who's not seen all of the superhero movies, are all of their parents dead? Or is there a superhero who's like, oh, yeah, my folks live in Duluth and I, you know, visit them sometimes. Superman? I tell them I've got a Those, I mean, day Superman job. had two parents Superman. that were new after he lost the two old ones. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. He, so Does his parents died, and then he got, got other parents. Well, got Jonathan parents, Kent but... has to die. Uh, for Superman oh. to be Superman, so okay. he does so lose one parent. He loses he three out of four oh, okay. parents. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, actually, I mean, that's no, not a I very mean... good score. <laughs> Never mind, that's not a good point. <laughs> Aquaman, yeah, that's Aquaman a bad point. Have both parents. <laughs> I retract my point. Uh, Aquaman does uh, not have his parents. I don't think so. No, He's Aquaman. King. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Aquaman definitely has like a dad, at least in the new movies. Um, the Flash, his mom had to die for him to be the Flash. Peter Poker, his parents died way before he was like mm-hmm. when he was right. very young. So I mean, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, Captain mean, the- America's parents probably just died of natural old age. Oh yeah, there was that a during tragic. World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, her parents are gods, so they're still around. Oh yeah, um, yeah. boy, that thing. So you the, know, the, 
the wild i think the wildest like uh so this is again this is the orphan stage of the hero's journey the wildest one i think has got to be um a harry uh has got to be has got to be um the first like star wars though because like so like luke already lost both his parents right oh right and right then, he also he loses four out of four parents Zero. Oh my Technically god! Five out of five, because right, and then he gets Obi Wan. He's like, "Hey, I got a new father figure." Oh yeah, and that's he dies true. Like, the same day. Well, it is George Lucas Parker. leaned hard into that part. Well, then wow. he finds out he gets a dad back, but his dad's yes. evil. So wow. it's like, <laughs> oh, that's Who true. He's down, he's down one then dad, he then he's again. plus the dad. Yeah, then he's down his dad again. <laughs> he's like, you know? it's now. Oh, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last thoughts on Batman before we move on with our game work. I liked it. I wasn't allowed to see this when it came out because it was too scary. And I feel like I had this idea where it's going to be too scary for a while. And then I realized that, you know, like I'm an adult now and I can handle it. And yeah, so you can't. Yeah, time. you're not five anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's good. No, I'm, I don't think I would have liked it at the time, but this is no. real good. Um, all right. Hunter, last thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just a really good time. Like, I don't know. It's It's watching Jack Nicholson who gets like, like, I'm pretty sure Jack Nicholson gets, like, three scenes before Michael Keaton gets to say anything in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's so wildly slanted towards Jack Nicholson's performance. And Jack Nicholson's performance is so fun. I haven't heard... I mean, there's been a lot... Like, Alex, you've criticized uh, this movie and the Batman in general a little bit over the course of this episode. But I feel like no one has anything bad to say about all the fun that Jack Nicholson is having. No. So, in that way, I feel like if you sit down with this movie, you're guaranteed as good of a time... As Jack Nicholson is having, yeah, also a pretty great time. That is that's so true. Also, we never have to see him try stand up comedy. That's true. We don't need him to be a stand up comedian, which is really really good. Yeah, let's never do that again. Let's not do that. We don't. That was torture. I I mean I would definitely rather watch him fall in a vat of acid than do an open mic. Yeah, totally. Every time. God, that movie. I know, so bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I have. I mean, my I I don't like the genre, so like the genre stuff is silly for me. But I, yeah, it's you you. I think it would be hard to have less fun than Jack Nicholson in this movie, and yeah, and we, we mentioned this, but like the unhingedness of him, like he has some very funny lines, like the pen is sword, whatever. He has like a few things that are like that's like a legitimate great joke. You made me laugh, mm-hmm. and then sometimes he just makes sounds. He just says nonsense, <laughs> and that is even better somehow. Yeah. I, I like to think this canonically does this is what happens after one flew over the cuckoo's nest right yeah so like this yeah. is like oh like, yeah so he, he gets lobotomized, but then like he gets rehabilitated i guess uh enters business uh <laughs> and and then it goes crazy uh yeah with with acid yeah um oh one last thought i want to say okay um how long do you think you guys could hang from your fingertips from a cathedral well any motivation yeah not dying we'll die okay Okay. Well, I've, also, I have the only person in New York will also die. I've oh. ha- I've yeah, spent I've spent some time bouldering at bouldering gyms, I've and I can tell you, yeah. it's not long. No, not it's long. very short. It's yeah, so I don't hard. Think I can do very long. And I get that Batman like trains or whatever, but the photographer also hangs by her finger 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 uh, tips finger nips her fingertips for like four minutes. And that is so impressive because you know she's a photographer. She's got one very strong finger, but the rest yeah, of them, well, that's enough. Is that she's just doing all index on her yeah. one hand? <laughs> can I? And then maybe the thumbs for advancing. A last, last Please. sort of thing about this movie. Like I said, love this movie. I've said a lot of good things, but I think uh, one of the most interesting things about this movie for me um, is 
and I think this you guys will probably find this fascinating too, is the way this movie comes out in 1989. It's a huge fucking hit, all right? The only comic book movie before this was really was Superman, also a huge hit. That was in the 70s, right? So there's a very long gap between comic book movies and in this world now in which comic books have become kings and everything is comic books and everything sucks. It's awful. But um, what's so fascinating is the the way Hollywood will always learn the wrong lessons yes. from everything. They never learn the right lessons. And Batman 89 is the best example for that. So Batman, Batman comes out 1989. It's a huge hit. How does Hollywood respond? Do they go and make a bunch of more comic book movies? No, not at all. They don't think they think comic books have nothing to do with the success of this movie. What they go is they go, oh, well, Batman was also like on like the radio in the 30s. That's what people <laughs> really want. Yeah, yeah. That's so how we got the shadow. Halloween Batman. The shadow. Shadow. Dark Man. Uh, the Phantom. The Rocketeer. Dick Tracy. Hilarious. These are the movies that follow Batman. It's yeah. not comic book movies. Comic book movies don't come out till like Brian Singer does X Men in like '98. It takes right. that long for them to tie. Oh, maybe wow. like the comic, like comic book, book thing about Batman. But no, they don't. Immediately, Hollywood's reaction to this movie is to spend like a hundred million dollars on Dick Tracy, spend a hundred million dollars on the Rocketeer, the Shadow, Dark Man, the Phantom. The Phantom was kind of the all last movies one that, that you hear about every went. day. Yeah, <laughs> but I just love that this is a huge success, and they're like, can you know, radio serial adventures. That's what people responded that's to. Really that's really so about funny. Batman. Right. And I think it, it's is it because of like the kind of 30s aesthetic of this movie that they thought <laughs> that like must be oh, why people they love just it. love yeah that's why they love it get us give me Dick Tracy on the phone it's <laughs> insane it's that's so, so funny. crazy that's, I'm gonna let that be the last point that's a great point and I'm gonna learn the wrong lessons from this and think that I would enjoy a second comic book movie which I probably wouldn't <laughs> all right let's move on we have one more thing we got to do some business actually no wait wait no we do other business. We have to rank oh, the Batman 1989 oh, yeah. on the master list of the best movies of all time of season five. Ooh. Where does this movie fall for y'all? This is absolutely is better than Apollo 13. Yes. Yeah, it's better than Apollo yeah, 13. One yeah. above Apollo 13. That's where I would fit this. Well, what's above Apollo 13 right now? Can we get that? One read flip out? over the cuckoo's nest. And then Eternal Sunshine is in third. Edge of Tomorrow is second. And the third man is in first. Yeah, I'd put it right above. Between Apollo and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I'll, I'll, I'll put it above One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So I guess four. You know what? I, I will more... too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that too, Ezra. I agree. It's my so new two favorite. fours and a five Technical from sense. you guys. Um, I think it's definitely, I mean, I mean, obviously everyone knows it's not as good as Apollo 13. Um, but I did enjoy the, I mean, I didn't plan on it, but I enjoyed it more than Michael Clayton. It was less like, annoying in parts than michael clayton and it's way better than battleship potemkin um and better than after that it gets kind of rough so i think the correct answer for this is six um which gives us 19 uh i'm trying to do this on a computer and it's not working four and three quarters right all right well you did it you slid it right in front of 
Apollo 13. Yeah. Take that, Apollo 13. It's, it's wrong. It's it's incorrect. Um, this is going to be another one of those weird things on here, like Battleship Batanian nope. being an eighth. But this is the new fifth best movie of all time of season five. Batman, 1980. Yeah. All right. Um, it's a great now, movie. We have to find Maybe. out, Ezra, you are picking next. Who are we okay. traveling via and what are we watching next week? So I was really torn on this one because there's a lot. I don't know if you know, a lot of people are in uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, none of them are in this movie, uh, but it's like pretty much I could pick Thank almost God. any movie and get there. Um, so... Um, <laughs> okay. Um, basically, I... Um, uh, it was between so I first I thought oh wouldn't it be fun to do a Lego Batman movie um, because that's where actually uh, Billy D Williams uh, ends up being uh, Two Face finally. Mm. Yeah, isn't that but, so fucked up that More Batman? That's they, how racist Hollywood was. I mean, this was the '90s, and there were like absolutely no black Two Face. I know we allowed you to cast him in the first one, but. We will not allow you to do that. They had to buy out his contract, I think, in order to make that happen. Yeah, I think in, but wow. in a clause saying there's like Christopher hey, Walken in, in Batman Returns, Max Shrek was originally Harvey Dent in the script, and he served almost the exact same function. But they were like, no, no black Two Face, so they fired him, brought in Ow. Christopher Walken, Jesus. just Control F, replace uh, Harvey Dent with Max Shrek. And that's how you get uh, Christopher Walken in Batman Returns. Jesus. So I here's the thing. So I, I do love this movie a lot. Um, I've seen it a bunch of times with the kids. Uh, but it's a good I, one. It is a good one. Um, I but I really want that's how I was going to be my lead. But then I realized there's actually a great connection I can make um, that uh, circles back around on a movie that I, I wanted to get um, after Michael Clayton. So we are actually traveling via Michael Keaton, uh, who has an uncredited role in out of sight oh hell yeah but, um yeah yeah with the, with, with the dream that maybe we can go either via don Cheadle or samuel l jackson after that to uh to end game so Ezra, I just want to be clear. I'm, I'm a big fan of helping you and helping people in general in this game especially you because you've been very generous to everybody but i do not want to watch end game so badly like <laughs> this is as much as i've been i would rather watch Anthony's like disgusting body horror movie he picked than watching Endgame. Hey, and I picked I... the non-disgusting body horror movie. I picked his good intellectual one. I okay, could still, have done that. Y- one. You have done. But... You've done this weird thing with me as a game player now, where I just I you I do not want my night ruined by either of you guys, and that's made it way harder to want to play. So I want to help, but also. I desperately want to watch Hunter's movie and my movie, and I don't want to watch your guys' movies because it will be like, you have guaranteed me in the rest of the season, I will have at least two nights of this year destroyed, and I am not looking forward to it. Alex, I'm pretty sure you will honestly like my movie I picked, Dead Ringers. Well, there's a chance, but I do do not like body horror at all, but I hate Avengers Endgame so much. All right, so but tell me what Out of Sight is, because I've never heard of this. Oh, how does it know? Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Elmore uh, Elm, Leonard novel. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Michael Keaton plays the same character he played in Jackie Brown in this because that's also an Elmore Leonard novel and he uses a lot of the same characters in his mm. books. But yeah, this is a great, incredible, atmospheric. Um, it's Clooney, one of Steven baby. Soderbergh's best movies. 
And that guy has made a lot of great fucking movies. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is but yeah, so really fun. good pick. It's, it's I mean it's a great our movie. dialogue. Yeah. Di- dialogue pops throughout. Um there's a really great cast. Uh so yeah, so you got you get uh Ving Rames, uh Steve Zahn, Jennifer Lopez, George Clooney, oh, Don Cheadle, um uh, Oh yeah, Albert Brooks, right. Dennis Farina, uh Louise Guzman. Um there's a lot of really and, and just it's just it's just incredible life. gag involving stairs. Yes. Uh, this all sounds very fun. The, also, this is doing kind of an interesting thing to our list now, where like we have kind of a like we got kind of a run of George Clooney doing crimes. We've got yep. now we've got two of our top five are both Jack Nicholson movies. Um, like we definitely. I mean, this is actually uh, here's my one criticism, and I know I'm not the first one to notice that there are four boys on this show. But this is yep. a real dude heavy top ten. I know. This is a no. broy list of films we've been watching, and that I makes agree. me a little nervous. It's just kind of interesting, but it's also this is, it's I mean, be our you're second the ones who should have voted up oh. Princess Diaries higher. That's all I can say. <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, hey, I I just want to say, me and Hunter both really went to town to end the cut, and yeah, you two really shit on I didn't it. like so the one time no, we do I, get. I wasn't it really on that good. Still, my number yeah. one of all these movies yeah. that we've watched is the so, best like, movie I've seen tried. in a very long time. We tried. To be, well, okay. To be fair, I did not like that when I watched it, and you guys convinced me that I liked it. So I am open to hearing arguments, but both of those slipped out of the top ten. But other than that, it's still like it's still a broy lit. Right, like, well, well, yeah, we got we I'm, got many I'm months left. Something very unbroy for my next. Target I think movie. that might we'll be my happy my goal from for the next chunk is to get away from bro. I mean, yeah. And then just to have, but to have a superhero movie on here, which is just the bro town, bro fest. Anyway, um, okay, but fun. I like George Clooney. Uh, movies with guns on the poster are sometimes fun. I'm open to this. I like crime comedies. It's a great I, genre. This is definitely look really stoke this one in, so that when you watch Endgame, you can like watch it in your mind at the same time. Uh, well, I will just just putting this out there. We'll we'll have to do more of the negotiation offline. But I will just say, Hunter, even though Ezra is setting it up to possibly get his movie. I would rather watch your movie, and I, you are next, and I am after you. So Wait, if Alex, there is, you, a, can, you know, you can pick your movie after this. I don't Endgame want can, to watch Endgame could, under could, any just, circumstances. Okay, okay. If Hunter, well, if there's we'll a way to it. get from, it sounds like I have all the power here. So I love. If there's it. a yeah. way to get to your movie in two, I will, I will pick your movie after you pick the one next week, and I will only ask for one point because you're also doing Whoa. me a favor of not having to watch Endgame. Well, no, Alex, Alex, you know the fastest way to get to Hunter's movie is, right? Endgame. Is it through Endgame? <laughs> well, yeah, so that means we if I work to Hunter to his game, one... well, that means that if I work on Hunter to get to his movie, that when we redraw, one of you douchebags might pick Endgame. Well, no, no, no. You can never tell who has wor- done some work in China. Um, so uh, that's all it's going to take is me. Well, I mean, I, you can't. I I find random actors like, oh, they did this random movie. Uh, and then and then we'll get there because Tony Lung is like one of the most popular Chinese actors of all time. All we have to do is get to him and then we'll be good. All right. Well, we Maybe have to get moving. We have two more things. We have a little bit more business I want to do. And um, we're already running long. So let's jump in. We have two letters to read. And I am very excited about both of them. So let's get into the mailbag. All right. So first of all, this came in a little while ago, but it got sent in my spam. So it took me a second to find it. Um, but this is... Oh, and it, it's not working. Um, okay. So... I have to figure out where it actually lives since it's not there currently. But um, 
this is a, a an email uh, with the subject long deserved fan mail, and um, I I think that the that title works really well with Double Guilt May. So this is like the not sending us money, but just like telling us compliments version of Double Guilt May. So uh, this is a letter from Amelia, who said Amelia says Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse has made me so happy. I needed to send you an email. My mom and I listened to, the, listened to it together when it's a movie she also likes, and we both waited in great anticipation of Battleship Potemkin. I wanted to say I discovered the <laughs> podcast through the Dante's Cove episode, which is, oh, as wow. you remember that, way back in the day. Deep cut. Um, because I was doing a meticulous research on it quite a few years ago, but hearing other people talk about that show was satisfying enough that I, it's, I stopped driving myself crazy wondering where the second season was filmed. Read It and Weep is such a great podcast that has brought me a lot of laughter over the years. Thank you so much, Amelia. And Aww, I don't I don't always read compliments on on the show, but I thought that was really sweet and fun. And also, I, people, it seems like, uh, have mostly positive things to say about um, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. Well, and I think it's like, if this wasn't for you, you found the exit already, and you're not writing in anymore, right? So that's probably, that's oh, probably it. Yeah, that's probably what's happened. Well, you took fun out of that. Anyway, thanks, uh, thanks, Amelia, and I appreciate you feeling the guilt and writing in and telling us about how you found the show and that you've been listening. So, hi, Amelia. Hi, Amelia's mom, and thanks for for listening. Hi. Okay, next, uh, we have a new meat buddy to thank. As mentioned previously, uh, Gabriel joined the the crew today. Gabriel from Philadelphia, um, who says, uh, "I oh does say Gabe's fine too." Um, Oh. If you wanted to. So that's an option on here. Gabriel but. from Philadelphia sounds so much like a religious themed TV show. Like I an mean, angel who's from Philadelphia. You know? It's got like nine like, syllables. Yeah. Gabriel from Philadelphia just sounds. It's like, no, it's, no. like it's like the Emily in Paris like offshoot. I think it's probably what <laughs> yeah. it is going to be. Much less popular than Emily in Paris, I think. Um, so, uh, Gabriel became a meat buddy. As you know, when you become a meat buddy, you have uh, you can basically create your own segment. We have some standards that we go to. Um, and Gabriel says this. Um, one of the options is, like, we'll just Google your name and find stuff out about you. Gabriel says, the Google option is tempting. If you use my full name in quotes, you won't find anybody else who has the same name. Literally, no one exists. Um, wow. I have a very thorough family tree running back to its first use of the name in Bielefeld, Biofield, Germany. Um, but that fact actually spurs me to request a different segment, to request a wiki hole. And we haven't done one of these in a while, you guys, where Whoa. I offer this, where I will, I will do an abundance of independent research using exclusively the website Wikipedia and clicking through as many links as I possibly can in the amount of time I allot myself. And then I come to you guys and I just hold it open and show you what was in my wiki hole. So uh, mm -hmm. Gabriel asks for a wiki hole based on the Biofield conspiracy. Biofield. I wish I knew how to say that. It's a German town. Have you guys heard? Have you heard of the Biofield conspiracy? I have not. No. I, I mean, they're like my no. favorite post hardcore band. <laughs> yeah, the costumes are too much for me. They um, no. So the Biofield conspiracy is arguably the first ever internet hoax. And it's it certainly is the most popular hoax in Germany of all time. So we're getting we're learning like a German meme essentially today in our wiki mm. hole. That's what I've got in my wiki hole, and I'm pulling it out to show it to you. So uh, and Gabriel also says before I get into that wiki hole, uh, P.S. I purposefully waited for Double Guilt May. I've been listening for easily five years, and I deserve it. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, I love that. Okay, so now let me talk about the Bielefeld conspiracy. So. Um, 
uh, Biofield, maybe, is actually how you say it? Yeah. Biofield. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know yeah. how to read the pronunciation guide I gave myself. Um, Bielfeld? Bielfeld? Anyway, it's a satirical conspiracy theory that claims that the city of Bielfeld, Germany, does not exist, but is in fact an oh, illusion yeah, yeah. propagated by various forces. This, So you've heard some like this, whether or not you've heard this one, I believe you, if you have, but um, this was posted originally on a German Usenet forum in 1994 mm. and is so prevalent that it's been ma- mentioned in the city's marketing for years and was even referenced in a speech by Chancellor Angela Merkel. Hmm. The theory poses three questions to you that you can think about. Number one, do you have do you know anybody from Bielefeld? Two, have you been to Bielefeld? And three, do you know anybody who has been to Bielefeld? And the answer I feel confident for the four of us is no, but that's not the same. Um, so basically what it is is that Bielefeld is a city in Germany that is very large, but is uh, a, a, this, this conspiracy theory says it's extremely nondescript, not that. Uh, not that memorable, and also, and so people in other cities don't often meet people and are like, "Oh, you're from Bielefeld." Doesn't happen very often. Um, you may recognize this in many of its other versions, including the conspiracy theory that the Brazilian state of Acre doesn't exist, the Italian re- region of Malios, the Mexican state of Tijala, the Spanish region of Murcia, Finland, Australia, and Belgian cities of Hasalt and Anden, the Chilean city. Uh, anyway, the point is. Uh, there's a lot of these. Um, oh, the Dutch Wyoming, province apparently. of Drenthe. All of Wyoming. Yes. And the state of Wyoming, which I, when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is like the Wyoming thing. And the Wyoming thing, I forgot, was from an episode of Garfield and Friends that first aired in the same year as our Batman movie, 1989. So they did well, basically a play. Wait, 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 please, from now on, can you just say the year of our Batman? 19, the year of our Batman. <laughs> the year of our Batman. <laughs> yes, please, 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 please. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty standard as far as like internet hoaxes go, but it's interesting because it's so old and it's so popular in one place. Um, so, uh, yeah, the basic story was just like somebody said, uh, met somebody at a college party and they were like, I'm from Bielefeld. And the other person said, Das gibt's doch gar nicht, um, which basically means I don't believe you, but also literally translates as that does not exist. So that became Ooh. the inside joke of that city does not exist. And yeah, in, in 2012, then German Chancellor Angela Merkel said um, she had gone to a meeting in the town of Bielefeld, adding, if it exists at all, I had the impression I was there. It's hard for Pretty me to good. say for sure because I don't know that much about Germany, but there's a chance from reading about this that it's a slightly classist conspiracy theory because essentially mm-hmm. it looks like Bielefeld is a pretty working class town. And so the joke is mostly in these like rich universities in more metropolitan areas. And so I suspect the fact that um, people feel like they don't uh, people feel like they don't know anyone from that area might be more about them. Or possibly about the fact that people from Bielefeld do not travel as broadly as, say, a college kid from Berlin. That's my hunch. Um, that's not from Wikipedia. That's what? me editorializing. What airport is it in America that has all the conspiracies around? Is it the Denver, Denver. airport? Yeah, the Denver airport that has, has... conspiracy theories about it, um, all of which are kind of funny. My like one of the hilarious ones about that is like if you look at if you look at the runways from above, it makes a swastika. But you have to only look at like seven of them and not the other 15. 
So if you just like mm. color in a few, so you have a you have a you have a grid, and you're like, if you color in only the swastika lines, it looks like a swastika. It's like you could do that to every single airport. You could do that to every piece of roadway if you just don't look at the ones that don't help you. Um, is there a way we can make conspiracy theories like just only fun and satirical and not like terrifying? Can we, is, can we do that? So I'm generally a little bit s- skeptical of this because so many things that start out as kind of silly conspiracies become more serious later on. Um, the one kind of really interesting exception right now is Birds Aren't Real, where it's managed to not turn evil and has actually done some really interesting, cool, positive you things say for the world. that until someone sends a bunch of pipe bombs and anthrax to, like, bird sanctuaries. Seriously, and seriously that's exactly fun. what I'm worried about. But the guy who, who like, yeah. started Birds Aren't Real, I've heard a few interviews with him, and he's very funny and, like, seems really smart, and actually this feels pretty good. And basically, if you don't know them, Ezra, their thing is, like, going to bad protests and then showing up holding signs that say birds aren't real and then it's spiraled from there but i like i like a silly counter protest i think that's a good start um but what i want to do now this isn't bad what i want to tell you now though is i you guys are probably wondering what's going on in bielfeld what's it actually like if it is real it is real we're not conspiracy theorists even as a joke um it is the 18th largest city in germany i don't know if that's good are you hoping for better um it is most importantly, it is the corporate home of DMG Mori Aktegeikenschalt, one of Germany's largest manufacturers of cutting machines and and CNC controlled lathes. That's kind of interesting. Um, the town itself was founded in 1214 by Count Hermann of Ravensburg uh, to guard a pass crossing Teutonberg Forest and was known uh, for its bleach fields in the 19th century because Bielfeld. A bleach field, obviously, is just a big open space where you leave your linen to get bleached by the sun, which is pretty actually environmentally sound for bleaching. Um, and That's it was way a better big... than just like a whole bag of Clorox. Yeah, just actually bleaching where you do really just dis- like what we do with paper and oh it has gosh. horrible byproducts. That was the problem with the movie. Joker fell in a bleach field. <laughs> ah, that could be it. That's why his face was uh-huh. looked like makeup that he could put makeup over. Um very mild climate, good public transit. Um, like Germany, it's home to some cool castles and some awkward history. Um, what else? Um, oh, uh, it's the home of DSC Armenia Bielfeld. Go Blues, my football team in the Bundesliga that has never won any major trophies, but is still in the top league. All right. Which is fun. And their rivals are SC Prubenmunster, Go Eagles, uh, who are currently regula- relegated to the fourth tier of German soccer. So it's kind of a lopsided rivalry, which I think is hilarious to be like, <laughs> we're in the middle of this rivalry against this team playing four divisions below us. <laughs> anyway, so that's Bielfeld, and that's the Bielfeld conspiracy. And that, you guys, is the contents of my wiki hole. How do you Ooh, like being love in there? Your wiki hole. Oh, I love being in your wiki hole, Alex. Does it the smell doesn't really do it for <laughs> the me. Smells but what I know it like does for you, Anthony. We bought a bottle yeah, of yeah. smell. <laughs> love, love weird smells. I mean, we've we've established that today on this pod. Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you so much, Gabriel. I hope that was uh, in, enjoyable. Enjoy mostly just hearing me say German words. I hope that was fun enough for you. Um, I'm sure I got one right on accident, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and now everyone else knows about Bielefeld. I, I always like finding out about a meme that started in the early 90s. That's fascinating. <laughs> like how the first ever uh, the first ever webcam was set up to monitor a coffee pot because it was like 10 feet away and the engineers didn't want to walk to see if there was coffee left. There's just some great early wow. internet stuff that's really interesting. Um, Good job. Think, yeah. Good job before it got bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... It might have been bad then, too. I didn't look around much. Probably well, there was some good stuff. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> and also, there's still some good parts. Um, how else would we know about Seth Green's apes gone? 
yeah come on good job it's worth it just for that anyway thank you for donating gabriel thank you for uh for letting your guilt guide you and finally supporting the show that you've gotten so much free shit out of out of all all these after all these years i can't believe it took you five years to do it it's ridiculous it's embarrassing. five wow there's nothing i've Jeez. enjoyed for five years and not supported in some way um, yeah same yeah, so if you guys are out there and you're like, wow, that also describes me. I'm a terrible person. You, well, you are. And the only way you can deal with that is by getting your double guilt may donation I, I, at Metreon. You got to say, you walk a fine line between like guilt and I guess like anger. You got to just like, it's got to be like, you know, you know, it's 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 uh, I'm disappointed. We're, yeah, you we're do disappointed, that. not angry. I mean, you can make someone yeah. feel guilty with anger. I don't think there's a rule that it has to be passive aggressive. It's more fun that way, though, right? It might be more fun for sure. I think so. I think so. Anyway, I think it's disgusting what you're all, you guys are all getting away with out there. And I think you should go to Metreon.com. All right, we have to run. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Here comes the music. Thank you so much for listening to Read and Weep. We'll be back again next week with more Season 5. Next week, we're going to watch uh, more boy movies out of sight. 1998, look forward to that. Please send us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at read-weep.com, especially like compliments. That was fun. Um, yeah, and if you've yeah. already, if you hate it and you've already left, you're not hearing this part, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, and as a reminder, if you want to see whatever Ezra is holding up to his webcam, you can, uh, subscribe to us now, um, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone. The new episodes are usually there on Friday. It takes a little longer to get the videos up than it does the audio. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for being here, Hunter. Yeah, hey, thank you. Love it. Thank you, Ezra. Yeah. Anthony, what is on that prayer candle? Um, Freddie Mercury. Oh, of course. Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye.